Well, thank you all for attending Sunday evening in Spanish Fork, Utah. Thanks to those who download these talks as podcasts from iTunes. We invite your comments, correspondence, and feedback by emails at utahchristians at gmail.com. We also have a website we invite you to visit, utahchristians.org. Everything is inspired by the teachings of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who is the founder of Charya of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Om Aginati Today our topic is from glory to glory. It's easy to get satisfied and complacent where we are. We've seen blessings and favor in our life. We've had a great history. Krishna has protected us. Krishna is our name for God. Opened doors, promoted us. It's easy to start lapsing into the way of thinking that we've seen our best days. We've had a good run of favor, but now it's over, finished. Let me just coast along on the blessings of the past. Here's our message. Krishna never does his greatest feats in your yesterdays. They're always in your future. I've heard it said the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter. What Krishna has in front of you is more fulfilling, more rewarding than anything that you've seen to date. However, sometimes before it gets brighter, it gets darker. Before we see more than enough, we go through a season of not enough. There are times the good has to come to an end in order to make room for the best. Doesn't make sense to us. Why did my business slow down? Why did this person walk away? Why did this door close? I'll tell you, it's all part of God's or Krishna's plan. He's shaking things up to move you out of the good into the best. If he didn't close those doors, you wouldn't see the fullness of your destiny. And we may not like the process, it's uncomfortable. We're doing the right thing, but the wrong thing is happening. We're working hard, but not seeing promotion, not seeing increase. Your thoughts will start to tell you, eh, truth, it's never gonna get better. Our encouragement today is don't believe those lies. That disappointment, that breakup, that slow season didn't stop what Krishna has for you. It's getting you into position for favor that you've never seen before. That relationship that didn't work out, Krishna or God knew it was gonna happen. Krishna wasn't caught off guard. He's already lined up someone better than you can imagine. Your business slowed down, the contract didn't work out. That setback is not there to stop you, it's setting you up for new levels. You're gonna come out not as you were before, but healthier, stronger, promoted, increased. Why? Because Krishna saves the best for next. You may feel like you're coming to an end, like opportunities are drying up, doors are closing, favor is expiring, what used to work is not working, resources seem depleted, you're having a hard time making ends meet, Maybe you're running out of strength. You feel weary, drained. You don't think you can take it anymore. 
This may sound odd, but you're in a good place. When you come to your end, that's when Krishna comes to his beginning. Then he not just helps you to get through it, he says, I've saved the best for next. The best position, the best relationships, the best in your finances, the best in your walk with the Lord. You'll have more of his divine presence than you've ever had. The best in your health, you feel better than you've ever felt. The best in your family, you're happier, you're getting along better than you've ever done. You're more connected than at any time in the past. Now, the fact that things are running out doesn't mean that God or Krishna has forgotten about you. Oh, I must not have favor. Oh, I must have done something wrong. No, it's a sign that Krishna is about to do something that you've never seen. Sometimes we feel like we're at that stage of no more. No more strength. No more vision. No more health. And that's okay. There are seasons when you come to an end. You run out of a good thing. What runs out in your life is not a surprise to Krishna. The relationship that didn't make it, the company that let you go, the loved one you lost, the health that went down, that doesn't mean that you've seen your best days. Just sit back, endure it, what it means is that new levels of favor are coming, new levels of your destiny, better health, better opportunities, better relationships. And Krishna doesn't bring you out the same. You're going to look back on that time and say, Krishna, you saved the best until now. That person that walked away, don't get bitter. They had to go so that the best could show up. When you see what Krishna does, who he brings, you'll say, the best was next. Those co-workers that played politics, kept you from the promotion, made you look bad. You thought you ran out of favor. You thought that Krishna had forgotten about you, but I'm here to say that had to happen. Because when you see the new door that Krishna opens, how he promotes you in the presence of your enemies, how he gives you influence and favor that you've never seen, you'll say, Lord, thank you. You saved the best until now. You have taken me to where I couldn't go on my own. Don't be discouraged when you suffer a loss. Don't be discouraged when you're feeling lonely. Don't give up when you think you've been abandoned. You feel like you're at the end. You've studied your situation, tried to come up with a solution, but you just feel like you've run out of options. People can't stop your destiny. Closed doors don't stop your purpose. Bad grace can't keep you from what Krishna has ordained. When you're stabbed in the back, you lose your job, the pandemic hits, what do you do? You keep doing what Krishna God asks you to do. Keep being good to people, keep giving, serving, expecting, when Krishna takes you down to nothing, that's a sign that the best is coming. Now, as we read in the Mahabharata, the five righteous Pandava brothers were cheated out of their kingdom by their enemy Duryodhana and sent into the forest for 13 years of exile. They lost everything, their palace, 
their inheritance, their home, their position, their influence, their income. They didn't even know how they'd be able to feed themselves and their retinue of Brahmins living in the forest. Once they reached their forest dwelling place, the head Brahmin priest, Domya, instructed the eldest of the Pandava brothers, Yudhisthira, in the 108 names of Vivashwan, the sun god, as well as the Vedic prayers he should recite to the sun god. Then Yudhisthira entered the Ganges up until his waist. He stood facing the sun with his palms folded, and he began to offer numerous prayers and worship to the sun god. He took neither food nor water for several days, controlled his breathing through the process of pranayama yoga. He renounced sleep, continually praised the sun god from the waters of the Ganges. Three days later, the blazing deity appeared before Yudhisthira and said, I am pleased with your prayers and austerities, O king. You shall get all that you desire. I shall provide you with food for all the years of your exile in the forest. Vibhashwan gave to Yudhisthira a copper bowl with the following instructions. When your wife Draupadi has cooked a meal, she should place the food in this bowl. The food will then be inexhaustible in quantity until the time she herself eats. Then there will be no more food for 24 hours. But until she eats, you can feed any number of your retinue and guests from this one bowl. The sun god then rose into the sky and vanished, adding, you will regain your kingdom 13 years from now. Now, who would have thought a bowl in the forest that would mystically feed thousands of hermits and their guests? Imagine living in the forest and never having to worry about running out of food. <laughs> Not only that, but the sun god is the lord of vibrant, radiant health. The vitality and nutrition that would be gleaned and provided from his bowl would be better quality than what you could have gotten back in the palace that you just got kicked out of. What happened there? The running out was a sign of running over is coming. In your life, you may also feel like you're running out of strength today. You're weary from everything that's going on in the world. Get ready Running over strength is coming. Running over power is on the way. Running over energy like you've never seen. You don't see how you're going to survive in the forest, so to speak. How can you bear the separation? How will the loneliness ever go away? When you come to the end of your wits, it's a good thing. When you can't figure out a solution, that's when Krishna shows out in your life. You had to run out before you could see the best. You had to come to an end so that Krishna could take you to a new level so that he can open doors bigger than you've imagined. He can give you health, strength, joy, peace like you've never seen. The best is not behind you. The best is next. Now, right now, it may look just the opposite. When you've come to the end, You've exhausted your options. Thoughts of folly, you know, it's all downhill from now. I'm running out of time. 
I'm not going to be able to accomplish my dreams. I'm out of favor. Business is slowing down. I'm running out of strength. This pandemic is going to sink me. Hey, the only reason that you're running out is because Krishna saved the best for next. Keep the right perspective. Krishna looks like an end, but I know it's a sign that you're about to show out in my life in a major way. Have you ever heard the story about Christopher Columbus? At one point, he was tired, drained, discouraged. He wandered through the countryside, came to a monastery, and all of a sudden, he got overwhelmed by a great thirst. He went into the monastery for a drink of water and sat down. As he was being refreshed with a drink of water, an old monk listened to his story of how he wanted to go on an expedition to find another land. The monk listened to his story. And when it was over, Christopher Columbus got up and continued on his walk. That old monk was a personal friend of Queen Isabella. He went, convinced her to finance the expedition of Christopher Columbus. The discovery of the Americas may have started with a drink of water and a quiet moment of refreshment in a monastery. It's easy to get discouraged, to feel that you're going backwards, that you're running out of favor, running out of health. Hey, there's only one reason you're running out is because the good is about to give way to the best. Krishna loves you too much to leave you with just the good. That's fine for a season, but at some point you're going to come to an end so that Krishna can show out in your life in a greater way. When you run out of anything, of course, Krishna is God. He can give you more. That's good. But Krishna is so loving, so merciful. He doesn't just bring his devotees out the same. He takes you from better to best. The best means something you've never seen. Favor you've never seen. Health you've never seen. Opportunity, influence, finances. The best is in front of you. And after you see that best, then Krishna is going to give you something better, a new best. That's what it means, taking you from glory to glory. Now, in between those glories, there will be seasons when you feel like you have no more, no more to give, no more creativity, no more resources, no more options. And at that point, there's nothing wrong with saying, Krishna, I have no more. I'm running out. You're blessed at that point when you come to the end of your rope. Why? With less of you, there's more of Krishna and his favor. That seems odd, doesn't it? We're blessed when we're at the end. Why would Krishna say we're blessed when the contract doesn't go through? We're blessed when that person walks away. We're blessed when we don't have the strength. It's because when you're at the end, when you've run out of options, when you don't have any more in your tank, that's when Krishna shows up and replenishes you. That's when he does more than you can imagine. The enemy of the Pandavas, Duryodhan, was living comfortably back in the palace that he'd stolen from the Pandavas. Word reached him he was going to get a visit from the great sage Durvasa Muni and his 10,000 disciples. Durvasa Muni was a partial incarnation of Lord Shiva, and as such, he had a pretty bad temper. 
There are histories throughout the Vedic literatures where if he was even slightly displeased, he would level a very, very damaging, catastrophic curse, not only on the offender, but their whole family. So Duryodhan thought that he might be able to use the visit of Durvasa to further his campaign against the Pandavas. When Durvasa and his 10,000 disciples arrived, Duryodhan personally went out in front of the palace gates to greet him. He gave him the most lavish hospitality, food and accommodation. Everything was first class. Word had reached Duryodhan. The Pandavas were not starving in the forest as he had hoped and planned on. They were eating sumptuously in the forest. And not only were they eating, but they were entertaining guests. This news made Duryodhan furious. These fortuitous things were not supposed to happen when he conspired to send the Pandavas into exile. Things were going so well for the Pandavas in the forest that Duryodhan gnashed his teeth in envy. He wanted to do something about that. So after Durvasa had enjoyed his stay and was ready to depart, he said to Duryodhan, do you have a boon? Is there anything that you want me to do? Duryodhan is like, oh, now that you mention it, yes. My brothers, he said very duplicitously, the Pandus are in the forest because of some unfortunate circumstance. He didn't mention that it was the circumstances that he created. And he said, as you have blessed me, you must also go and visit them and bless them as well. He told Durvasa that when you get to the camp of the Pandavas, word will have been sent ahead. All arrangements were made at the camp to give you an elaborate meal, an elaborate reception. My men will guide you to the camp. Actually, the Pandavas and their wife Draupadi were not informed about the impending visit of Durvasa and his 10,000 disciples. Duryodhana wanted to make sure Durvasa and his entourage arrived only after Draupadi had eaten so that the bowl would not replenish for 24 hours, the Pandavas would have nothing to serve, and then the sage would be beside himself, livid with rage. When all the sages arrived late in the afternoon, after having walked all the way from Hastinapur, they were very hungry, Naturally, being a famous sage, Durvasa expected a certain level of hospitality. The Pandava brothers welcomed him and said, please have your ritual bath in the river and then come for food. They didn't know that Draupadi had already eaten, which meant that food would not be available until the next day. Durvasa and his disciples went to the river to have their ritual bath. And when Draupadi came to know about their arrival, naturally she was in great distress. She knew that a curse from Durvasa would be catastrophic for them. They were already down and out, living in the forest for 13 years. Imagine Durvasa could curse them to die or to stay in exile for 100 years. And there was no point and Draupadi appealing to anyone in the immediate vicinity for help because there was no one there that could provide food for 10,000 people on the spur of the moment. She did what devotees always do. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hey Govinda, Krishna, Krishna, only you can save me. Do something, 
Krishna, you promise that your devotees will never perish. Krishna, you promise that when the devotees call your name, you will be there. Mystically, from Dwarka Fort, which today is 1,500 miles away from the scene of this, uh, this uh, incident, Krishna appeared within the blink of an eye. Draupadi told him what her plight was. Dervas is here with his disciples. He's hungry. He's going to be back from his bath any minute. I have nothing to offer. Krishna says, why only Dervasa? I've come from a further distance than him, and I'm also hungry. He says, isn't there anything at all to eat? She said, nothing. Krishna said, show me the bowl. The time the news of his arrival had reached her, Draupadi had just finished eating, and she was interrupted in going to wash the bowl. So when Krishna looked in the bowl, he found one tiny piece of spinach stuck to the bowl. He took it. He was about to put it in his mouth. Draupadi said, what are you doing? You're eating my leftovers? You're the Supreme Personality of Godhead. How can you eat my leftovers? Krishna said, I would rather eat the leftovers from my devotees than the offerings that are made to me on the altar. The offerings that are made to me on the altar are called prashadam. What is available from the plates of my pure devotees who sing my holy names and serve me and have faith in me is called maha, maha prashadam. And saying this, he put the little piece of spinach in his mouth and said, oh, now I'm so full. He closed his eyes. Draupadi thought that he was mocking her, eating a small leftover piece of vegetable and then saying this full. Draupadi said, Krishna, this isn't the time to play jokes. Don't be cruel. We're already drowning in an ocean of danger. These people are waiting. I have nothing to offer. And now you're cutting jokes. And Krishna said, no, no, Draupadi, you don't understand. I'm really, really very full. And the illustrator just gave a little burp. Yata tura mula nesechana tatskanda pripyonti bujo pranopaha yachcha yatendriyanam tadayava savar makutada. Krishna is the cause of all causes. Everything is caused by him. Nothing causes him. He is the root of all existence. When you water the root of the tree, automatically all the twigs, branches, and flowers become nourished. When you put food in the stomach, automatically the hands, the head, the legs, and all of the other parts of the anatomy became nourished. When you please the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the root cause of all existence, even with a tiny piece of spinach that was prepared by the hands of his pure devotee, you please all of creation. Meantime, down at the river, Devasa and his disciples had finished their bath, and they were supposed to come for lunch now. All of a sudden, they felt stuffed, just like you felt last Thanksgiving in the afternoon. You ate so much. All you wanted to do was sit on the couch and watch football. Now they were afraid they would offend their hosts by going to the lunch and not being able to eat it. So they took off running back the way they came. As much as we don't like it in our lives, the people that do us wrong, 
the bad breaks, the backstabbing, the betrayals, the disappointments, they're all part of Krishna's plan. God is not only ordering your steps, but he's ordering the steps of your enemies in order to fulfill your purpose in life. When things run out in your life, I have a suggestion. Instead of complaining, being bitter, keep the right perspective. It had to run out to make way for the best so you can step up to who you were created to be. What you're doing during the running out periods is very important. If you go around bitter, discouraged, trying to get even, that's going to get you stuck right where you are. When doors close, when things slow down, when people turn on you, our suggestion is stay in peace. Krishna knows what he's doing. You're coming to an end, not because it's over, but because the best is next. Favor that you've never seen, opportunity that you didn't expect, increase, strength, creativity, good health, more than you can imagine. What happens to a balloon after it's spent itself? Seems all dead, out of power, flat. There's no more spirit slash breath slash air within it. And like that balloon, we need to be refilled. Weekly, we return to the temple, the church, the synagogue, the mosque as a filling station. We recharge by associating with devotees, chanting the names of the Lord, taking consecrated prasadam, offered to the Lord. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. In the Padma Purana, 133rd verse, Nama Chintamani Krishna Chaitanya Rasha Purna Sudho Nitya Mukto Binatban Nami Nami No. The holy name of Krishna is transcendentally blissful. It bestows all spiritual benedictions, for it is Krishna himself, the reservoir of all pleasure. Krishna's name is complete, and it is the form of all transcendental mellows. It is not a material name under any condition, and it is no less powerful than the Lord himself. That is because on the absolute platform, the name of the Lord and the Lord are identical. When the energy seems to run out, Krishna is asking you to bring your empty pots so that they can be refilled by the chanting of his holy names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. He has even higher octane energy awaiting. Victories, glories, dreams fulfilled that you haven't seen or even imagined. But it's dependent upon your going to the pump, drinking the healing waters, filling up with his power. Will you do what he's asking you to do? I heard a story of a man who was crossing the desert in the days of the pioneers. He ran into trouble, was dying of thirst, when he spotted a pump near an abandoned shack. He had no water to prime the pump, but he noticed a jug of water near the pump with a note attached. It read, there's just enough water in this pitcher to prime the pump, but not if you drink some first. This well has never gone dry, even in the worst of times. Pour the water from the pitcher into the pump and then pump the handle quickly. You'll get enough water to drink. 
You'll get enough water to bathe, to shower, to swim, whatever. And after you've had your drink, refill the pitcher and leave it for the next person. Now, the message of this story is that if you're always looking excitedly and expectantly for the Lord to outdo himself, to take the limits off of your life, you'll never be disappointed. He wants his devotees to have an abundance mentality. There will never be lack in the kingdom of God. Krishna is no poor man. Do your part. Don't take the bait of the pitcher of primer water. Don't settle for the good. Why? Because Krishna wants his devotees to experience the best. And all we have to do is pass the test of being grateful even when we're thirsty, being full of hope when we don't see anything happening, to pass the test of keeping the Lord first place even in the lean times. You can't drink the water in the pitcher. You have to use the pitcher of water to prime the pump. You have to forego the short-term gratification to get the long-term blessings. If you do this, Krishna will open the vaults of heaven. You may have to forgive someone that did you wrong. That doesn't make sense. They hurt you. You have a right to be bitter. Can I tell you that's going to keep you from the best? It may be that you're asked to step out in faith when you don't feel qualified. Teach that class. Start that temple. Begin that business to mentor a young person. Keep a good attitude when you're not being treated right. Stay on the high road. Let Krishna fight your battles. It's easy to pay people back, make them look bad, do to them what they did to you. No, trust Krishna or God to be your vindicator. He can vindicate you better than you can vindicate yourself. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. You have to do your part and keep the state of your heart pure, always moving forward, always attempting to take more and more ground for the kingdom, always engaging steadfastly in his service. There was a fellow in the South who, to say the least, wasn't very deep in his commitment to the church and to morality. For some reason, he loved to go to revival meetings. Every time a visiting preacher put up a tent on the outskirts of town, he was right there. And when the altar call came up, when the invitation was given at the close of the service, this man would be the first one to the altar and shouting out, he'd say, fill me up, Lord, fill me up. And after the meetings, he would head straight to the nearest bar. Every revival that came to town, he'd follow the same ritual. First to the altar, fill me, Jesus, fill me. And the first to the bar. Finally, a lady who knew him very well couldn't take it any longer. Once when he was praying, fill me, fill me, Lord, the lady stood up, pointed to the skies and shouted, don't waste your time, Lord. He leaks like a sieve. Krishna is saying, keep me first place in your life. When you wake up in the morning, don't meet with anyone until you first meet with God. Take time to thank him for the day. Thank him for who he is. Thank him that he's the giver of all good things, your protector, your provider, your healer, your way maker. All through the day, under your breath, you can talk to Krishna. Lord, thank you for watching over my children. 
Thank you for helping me at work. Thank you for helping me make good decisions. If you acknowledge Krishna in all of your ways, he will crown your efforts with success. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama, Rama, Hare Hare. And every time that Krishna wants you to do a hard thing, that means there's a big blessing coming. When you choose to obey, when you do the right thing when it's hard, you're setting yourself up for Krishna to show out in your life. Setting yourself up to see supernatural favor, supernatural healing, supernatural provision. Krishna has ways that you've never even thought of. His plan for your life is better than your own. What we think is best for us is many, many, many times less than what Krishna has in mind. Before this pandemic hit our temple here in Spanish Fork, we had a good income from our annual Festival of Colors, and we also wholesaled bulk colors to schools and nonprofits all over North America. And when the pandemic hit last March and all mass gatherings were canceled, our entire income stream dried up overnight. From thousands of dollars weekly, we went down to barely enough to pay the utilities. We were making ends meet, keeping the lights on. But I had outstanding loans of $288,000 to individuals who had given us loans to help finish the construction of the Salt Lake City Temple. I had accepted the loans in 2019, thinking that we could easily pay them back with the proceeds of the 2020 Color Festival and the sale of the wholesale colors. Now, I had been feeling the weight of those loans, been stressed out, wondering how in the world were we going to meet our obligations and pay them back on schedule as promised. Our biggest lender was named Sri Sharma, to whom I owed $208,000. He called me up out of the blue in October, said, Charu, I know you're worried about how to pay me back. It pains me to think of you going around stressed out over this. I'm calling you today to let you know that I forgive the entire amount of the loan of $208,000. I want to take that burden off of your shoulders. More recently, just a couple of weeks ago, another of our lenders, Govinda Dave, extended the same relief by forgiving $20,000 of the money he'd loaned us. Total of $228,000 wiped off the slate out of $288,000. Moment of silence in case any other members inspired to forgive their loans. <laughs> Another 60000 Do I hear 60? Anybody? 60? 60, 60, 60, 60. <laughs> what happened? The pandemic had took our income down to zero. The tank was empty. We were at the bottom of the barrel. Seemed like we'd run out of favor. Our run of fortune seemed like it had run out, but that was only so that Krishna could show his power in a different way. Take us from glory to glory, victory to victory, from best to best. We went from running out to running over. And while I was stressing out over running out of options, Krishna had something better than I ever imagined. Would you agree with me that getting $228,000 of debt forgiven is a whole lot easier 
than earning $228,000 and paying it back? Thank you, Lord. Can I tell you, you haven't seen your best days. You may feel stuck. Doors have been closed. Favor seems to have run out. All that happens for a reason. It had to run out so you could see the best that Krishna has in store. The best part of your life is not behind you. The best part of your life is the next part of your life. You haven't seen, heard, or imagined what Krishna has in store. You wouldn't be discouraged over that closed door if you knew the bigger doors that Krishna is going to open. You wouldn't be stressed over that pandemic if you knew that Krishna was going to forgive your loans. You would put Krishna first place with no problem. You would go on about your business with a song in your heart. You would continue to honor him by chanting his holy names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Sometimes we feel like we're run out of time. It's too late to accomplish my dreams. I missed my chance. I made too many mistakes. I'm too old. No, it's not too late to become all that you were created to be. Krishna is not forgotten about you, nor has he forgotten about the dreams that he himself put in your heart. You're not running out of time. You're running into time. I believe the best is yet to come. The best opportunities, the best relationships, the best health, the best resources, like with the Pandavas, like with Draupadi, like with myself right here in Spanish Fork. Because you keep Krishna first place, you're going to go from running out to running over, from not enough to more than enough, from abundance to more abundance. Your latter days will be better than your former days. Get ready. In Krishna's economy, glory leads to more glory. Victory leads to more victory. Abundance leads to more abundance, more joy, more peace, more meaning, more opportunities. When you keep God first place, there are no limits. The best is always yet to come in this life and in the next life. You go back to home, back to God. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama, Rama. Hare Hare.